CKR Radio, telling the truth no matter whose feelings it hurts. And today we're going to talk about something every American loves, and that's war, everybody. That's right, war. Something the patriots of this country that love the red, white, and blue love the most, and that's war. Today we're going to talk about war and what it means to you, what it means to me, what it means to everybody that is affected by war. War. This podcast is going to be a war. We're here with Alex. We're here with Caleb. We don't have to abbreviate by the letter anymore. <laughs> so, uh, if we had any consistency, we would. If we, <laughs> if we, if only, if only. So war, and uh, I guess it's a concept as old as time, right? I mean, tribes fighting with each other, right? It goes all the way back to uh, to our cavemen roots, right? Yeah, and what brought this whole discussion up, I suppose, was you two, right? And you were hashing out what we were going to talk about this week. And um, Alex brought up uh, American Sniper, which you saw, right, Alex? Oh, dude, it was a terrific film. Terrific. Definitely recommend it. How was how was Bradley Cooper in it, real quick? He, um, you know, I mean, he he played the average Texan pretty well. <laughs> Just in his attitude and the way he carried himself and his obsession with bull riding. Uh, well, they threw that stereotype in, did they? <laughs> well, I mean, apparently uh, the guy, Chris Kyle, uh, was really into bull riding before he became a soldier. That was like what he did. He like toured Texas and, and rode bulls. That's what I imagine every Texan does. Yeah, they've got one in their backyard, I think. <laughs> it's a rite of passage. You have to stay on the bull for like 10 seconds. Your status uh, depends on how big your belt buckle is. There, <laughs> little known fact. Jeez, Louise, that's like. Uh, <laughs> Don't laugh. That's a serious. That's a serious thing. I know, but it just reminds me of like back in uh, medieval France or something with, uh, you know, like how big your wig was or something. I don't know. Like, he, like most people, you know, back then they carried their uh, family's crest. In Texas, they carried their family crest on their belt buckle. So, guys, we're already off topic. <laughs> exactly. I knew. I, I knew this would happen. Let's. Uh, so, so the American sniper. What war was that concerned with, uh, Alex? That is uh, 2003. Uh, I believe it started with he was in Iraq, Iraqi mm-hmm. Freedom. Iraqi um, Freedom. And then he also served in Afghanistan. And yeah, so. Yeah. The effects of that war were obviously traumatizing to him, correct? You know, the, it's hard to answer, man, because he went on four tours. Four. Four tours. Well, there you go. War is hell. They just want, they just want more. They, yeah, at what point? I mean, I don't you know. While we're, while we're on the subject of, of movies before we get hard into this thing, another good uh, uh, war movie of the same um, – in the same time period, uh, was the one with uh, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, Lone Survivor. Did you guys see Lone Survivor? No, sir. Dude, that was a great film. That was a great movie. And, you know, I don't know how well American Sniper did it, mm-hmm. but Lone Survivor, Alex gotta is cut getting, that shit out right now. getting some text messages in. Um, Lone Survivor uh, <laughs> made it, like, it was super uncomfortable to watch. It was like, it, 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 it was just... It, it, you, you didn't. I, I don't want to say you felt like you were there because obviously you didn't feel like you were there, but it made you cringe, and you're just like, holy shit! The whole time I was thinking, people have gone through this shit, like getting, like with with 150 people trying to kill you as hard as they can. That's all they want to do yeah. is kill you, and you're running. Like that fucking sucks. 
you- I, I would probably say though, um, the the better aspect of American Sniper, or I'm I'm sorry about Lone Survivor than American Sniper is it really uh, humanized Middle Eastern people. It didn't make them seem like they were you know just these barbaric savages. Um, American did, did American Sniper did that more towards that? Yeah, because I mean it's. They're, I was afraid of they that. really give no character to the Middle Eastern people. It's just like might as well be stormtroopers killing. <laughs> they might as well be stormtroopers. Yeah. The uh, well, that's see, that's the fucking paradigm in America though, right now, dude. We're super anti-Islam, so it's like whatever. The thing is, in any war, right throughout history, you've always had to make it us versus them in order to get the support of your people. What happened? What went wrong in Vietnam? Right? Was the the well, not just this one thing, obviously, but the the culture of the people became what have they done? You know, what are these people doing to us? Nothing really. They didn't you know, obviously you can talk about the communism war by proxy, but I'm just speaking on the people of this country said, What are these people doing to us? When we had Nazi Germany it felt like such a huge threat to the whole world, right? And uh you got this Islam thing going on right now, everybody feels like this is such a huge threat to the whole world, whether or not it be or not be. That's irregardless. The point is, it's us versus them, this mentality, and that's been throughout history. Yep. It's very I true. It's very that's, true. Um, I've always said that uh, uh, terrorism is the new communism. I mean, just, you know, they, they, always drum up, they always drum up some kind of fucking abstract <laughs> enemy. Like, terrorism is not an enemy. It's a, it's a, it's it's a fucking, it, it, yeah, it's a tactic. Um, communism well how are you going to how are you going to defeat a uh, you know a, a a system of 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 government i mean it's an, yeah it, it's just you know what they 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 drum up whatever narrative they need in order to justify and 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 gain support for whatever whatever they're trying to accomplish that's why i'd never serve in the fucking military and that's why I don't necessarily have respect for every fucking person who has. Ah. Oh, dude, now that's, that's the slippery slope right there, man. I mean, personally, there have been a few people, and there's been a few times where people have thrown out the veteran card in completely ridiculous situations that are uncalled for. Um, yeah, when I was working for... at... Oh, go on. Uh, when I was working at U.S. Cellular a few years back, um, I worked with this really hot blonde chick um, that this guy was hitting on, and he was in the National Guard, and you know, uh, type of weekend warrior type stuff. Which you now I'm, you know, I'm not knock- <laughs> knocking the National Guard. You're doing way more for your country than me, sitting on my fat ass on this podcast right now. Um, but he was just like, "Oh, hey, you want to go out for dinner sometime?" And she was like, "Oh no, I have a boyfriend." Even though that was a completely valid response, he goes, "Well." I fight for your freedom. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and I was just like, no. I was like, no. Yeah, you fight the fucking water when it rises by putting up sandbags. You fucking cook for people whenever you go on the ship. Great well, job. There's this. There's this. Um. There's this disconnect though, where you just said something real subtle, but I think there there is a bigger issue there with, you know, he's doing a lot more for this country than you are, right? Well. He's just one individual in a huge military-industrial complex. You're just one individual at the time 
working for uh, U.S. Cellular, helping to connect the entire country to each other, you see? And so just saying, well, he does more than I do, not really. I mean, he's putting more at risk, sure, potentially, but as for as far as uh, how much he's doing, I'm not so sure it's cut Wait, and dry. Here's the other thing. He's not... He's not necessarily doing anything for the country. He's following orders. Whether those orders are good or not for the country doesn't fucking matter. He's following orders. So if orders come down that are not in the best interest of the country or the people in this country, he can't do anything about it. Doing what would be in the best interest of the citizens in the country is not necessarily going to be what his orders are, but he has to follow orders. He's just an order follower. That's all he is. Damn, that's you know, when, deep. When big wigs come up with some shit, that the military is going to do, they fucking sit around in Washington and they decide that that's what's going to happen. Those are the people that are doing things and making decisions for this country. Everyone who fights in the military, for instance, are just doing what those people say. And, and, and uh, I mean, to backtrack a little bit, uh, um, psychologically, like the effects of, of war and everything that have been studied, it's really blew up after the Vietnam War. Um, there was like 350,000 American soldiers that were like maimed or wounded um, in that battle. And, you know, the whole uh, taking orders aspect really came into play. I mean, there were people oh, that were yes. uh, like little, you know, packages of troops that were ordered to kill women and children and burn their freaking houses down and everything. I mean, that's, yep, that's serving your country. That's good for America. I mean, how horrible is that? And then they come <laughs> home and say, I served our country. Well, and, and you know, most of basic is just you know breaking. I'm, sorry, I'm down coming the off as a as a serious. <laughs> I'm coming off as a serious fucking like soldier hater, and that's not the truth. So, well, I, I think just, man, I'm real. I really just try not to cuss so much because the last podcast, man, I was throwing the f bombs oh, out like fuck crazy. it, fuck it, yeah, uh, <laughs> fuck, fuck it, and fuck everyone who takes offense to it. You fucks. Listen, uh, but there is there is a, there is a difference between the weekend warrior, right, and the person who like like a Pat Tillman. I do believe is a hero, right? I don't care about the cause of the war or if it was justified or not. This dude turned down an NFL contract to go serve his country, right? That's do it. And the, these people that just go serve and then come back and then hop on social media and act like they're more entitled to any opinion they want. You could be talking about astronomy to one of these people. And suddenly they're an expert because they went through boot camp and then got stationed over in Wyoming, you know? like. It, well, dude, I, I don't know about you guys because I know you guys went to Collins or uh, to Oak Hill, went to Beckley. But the few people that were interested in doing military when they graduated were all super fucking annoying pricks. And they just had this attitude like, yeah, I'm going to military. I'm going to military. I'm going to be better than you. It's like, man, you're going to you're getting paid like minimum wage for the first three, four years of actual hard laborious work. You're nothing to these people. Like what, why do you feel like you're so much better than me? Damn good point. Damn good point. Uh, I do know the types, but, um, I do think there, we need to make the distinction, um, the distinction between, and I'm not even sure I know the line. I don't know what the line is between douchebag and hero, right? But there definitely is one, and I think that's what – right? I think that's what – We're trying to find the line between douchebag and hero, but it's eluding us. Well, like, 
I don't have the cri- – what, what criteria would be def- you know, defining for this guy's a hero versus this guy's just some dude that, that served and comes back and t- um, touts his nonsense? A hero is somebody who uh, saved um, a bunch of people's lives and wasn't a dick while doing it. But the know. argument could be made. The argument <laughs> could be made that somebody serving, right? And okay, let's say he went on a tour, right? I think we could all agree that the people that get stationed around in the United States might not be the biggest heroes, right? Let's say somebody went on a tour. He didn't really do much to save nobody. But the argument would be in the global greater good, right? He saved so many more lives mm-hmm. by putting down terrorists and putting down your cell phone, Alex. But uh, you see what I'm saying, right? The argument that would that would be the next. The apologist argument, right? Well, first of all, in mm. order for me or in order for me to qualify anybody as a, a hero, particularly if they say, you know, oh, I, I served in the military, you know, I served in this country, you know, I'm a hero. Well, first of all, I have to ask you, you have to, you have to you have to know first if I even think that serving in the military is like a noble or just cause. I don't particularly. So I'm not, it's like, for, uh, first of all, I'm just not even impressed. It's like, I'm not, I can sign up for the, mil- I could be in the military in 24 hours. Okay, that's cool. You served in the military. I could get in in, in less than a day. Like, it's that fucking easy. There, there's, there's more requirements for college than there is uh, military service. Yes. And so it's like when someone's, I, I served in the military. It's like, okay, well, I can literally do that tomorrow. So why should why why am I impressed? It's like I could probably get in the military as easily as I got my medical cannabis card. Dude, the, dude, the funny thing about that though is is uh, I was really good friends with a guy who was uh, set on joining the Marines when he graduated, and he did. Great guy, um, but he talked me into taking the ASVAB with him. I scored the second highest out of like thirty people in that classroom that took it. He barely made enough to be uh, qualified for infantry. Oh, like like that. <laughs> and like this was his dream, man. Like he was so set on this. And then here I am, like second highest score. And I'm like, I don't even fucking care. Fuck it. Well, if you can't score high enough on the ASVAB to get into uh, um, into infantry, then you can probably just walk over and uh, get some get some benefits for being, you know, legally mentally retarded at that point. I'm Damn. just kidding. Shots fired. We Damn, got, dude. We got war on this podcast, <laughs> man. You know, man, like, my aspect towards, like, veterans and, and war in general is kind of my same aspect towards, like, minors. Like, back in the day, yeah, that was a huge deal. You did a lot of stuff. Now, not so much because you're being a douche about it. <laughs> and I mean, in the grand scheme of things, were you really that important? Well, war is abhorrent. We all—I think most people agree that war as a concept is counterproductive to global um, awakening. Whatever you know, it's—it's um, it's not a good thing. I mean, that's as simple as to put it. But it's not a good thing, and and I think there's a huge there's a huge um, problem with people i think a lot of people are supporting war as a concept you know what i mean like actually saying yeah we need to go over there and fuck them up you know yeah it's pretty sick but look at the mentality of not every american but a good percentage of american uh, americans um like obama's gonna take our guns 
okay, we'll raise up those guns and go after Obama. Like, that's seriously your mentality <laughs> against the situation? Oh, not if I shoot him first. He won't take my guns from me. Fuck that. That's that, yeah, that's, pre- that's pretty shitty. That's that's. I'm sure they'll. You know, uh, yeah, well, that's shitty. Well, it's not. It's not necessarily making. It's not necessarily making a good case for for to to defend your owning a firearm. <laughs> well, a president's gonna take my firearm. Better shoot him before he can. Oh boy. And what sucks though about the whole situation is uh, they took the guns away in Australia, I think, in the late '90s, and they have like little or no deaths related to firearms. I don't think it would really work here because we share borders with Mexico. I don't think Canada would be a problem, but uh, well, those Canadians are vicious, dude. Don't let them fool do you. They, hey, do they shoot AK-47s? I see what you did there. I'm not going to laugh at that joke. All right, I'm not well, laughing. You know why? You know why Canadians say A all the time, right? It's because whenever they were in school learning to spell their country's name, C A N A D A. Listen, two. <laughs> I, you, you guys, I can't put up with it anymore. All right. I'm gonna just forget those. Is over. I can't. I'm gonna forget those two jokes happened. All right, and we're gonna move on with. I think there's a lot of people that support war, like not even global interest, like not American interest of. Yeah, I'm totally not going with those jokes. Um, <laughs> they, 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 they say, well, if you don't support America, you're a pussy and you're unpatriotic. Well, I don't support people killing other people over ideologies and beliefs, you know, and. These people and uh, lies, you, and lies. The, the the whole Iraq thing and Afghanistan. Like I understand that the the terrorism and uh, but there's there's just no good reason to go to Iraq in 2003. None whatsoever. Pointless the, operation. A lot of people died. A lot of people died, and uh, I, I think roughly uh, like 3,500 soldiers have died since 2003. But what about American the soldiers. Iraqi not, not civilians? Not Iraqis died. Yeah. A lot of Iraqi civilians, all right? Um, people just chilling in their homes. Like, literally, you're watching TV. You know there's a war going on. What are you going to do about it? And not really much because you're a poor um, Iraqi uh, civilian, and then boom, bomb comes down, and you're fucked. And if you run out in the street during all this, you're fucked, too. I mean, what are you going to do? You want to hear a fucked up statistic? I'll tell you a fucked up statistic. Sure. Right? Back in uh, Desert Storm, that whole operation, uh, Americans um, uh, with weaponry and by destroying um, critical infrastructure in Iraq led to the deaths of 500,000 children alone. 500,000, half a million children died in the early 90s. But they were terrorist children, right? Yeah, (laughs) half a million of them were all terrorists. They were terrible. I'm glad we got them little bastards. We got them before they sprouted, man. That's how you kill a weed. <laughs> uh, Shit. Oh my god, dude. No, that's I'm Oh gonna, my god. That's their mentality. Now listen to this. Now we're going to be we're going to be hated by this podcast because so far I've made it a point to uh make it sound like I hate United States veterans and I'm sympathizing now with Iraqi children. This is the opposite of the narrative that everyone has. In this country. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm not advertising this one at all. I'm not sharing it. <laughs> I'm advertising it because we need to get to the core point that war is bad and we need to stop thinking of civilians as just collateral damage. These are people with lives who live on the same planet as us and they don't they don't clarify i don't hate veterans i don't hate people who served in the military okay however you need to think about 
whether or not you should be proud of what you've done and whether you should whether you should you know hold yourself up on some pedestal because you served in the military which literally almost anybody can do yes. and all and and the, and, the, and the military history of the United States of America is not necessarily one to always have been proud of not by any means. Uh, and, I mean, I, I agree. 500,000 children it, dying is bad no matter who they are, whether they're uh, American or Iraqi or whatever. Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Those bombs well, were not necessary. Say, yeah. Those bombs were not necessary. The war was almost won in Japan. How much time – you can break it down. How much more time would it have taken to defeat the Japanese who weren't going to give a full surrender? Blah, blah, blah. You can go over and over. But at the end of the day, 50,000, 100,000 um, civilians combined – not uh, is it is it worth it, man? It, the two greatest terrorism acts ever were those two bombings. Fuck yeah, ever. Yeah. We, we. I mean, don't get me wrong, man. There's some insane people over in the Middle East uh, with ISIS and all that, man. Oh but yes, yes. Gosh, I mean, so much is going on because we keep fucking with them. And However, it's, and it's like the Hydra, man. You cut off one head, like three heads replace them. Um, I don't have a whole lot of faith in the current United States policy of training Syrian moderates. Come the fuck on! Who's gonna? Who over there is gonna wave their hands and say, "I'm a, I'm a Syrian moderate, so I can get me some good old United States government training"? How many fucking members of ISIS do you think that we've armed and trained? Uh, didn't we completely arm everyone in Iran? Well, it wasn't Osama Osama bin Laden got armed back way back when? Yes, uh, similar. Yes, uh, Al Qaeda was supported and funded and trained by America to uh, fight off the Soviets invading Afghanistan back whenever the fuck that was. And, so uh, yes, the Iran Contra. Oh, that whole shit! Big deal. <laughs> I just oh, looked that? that up the other day. Was that Jesus? Oh wait, no, it was Ronald Reagan. But some white <laughs> man can't tell the difference. Listen, Ronald Reagan was about to put Star Wars into effect. Greatest president ever. I'm just throwing that out there. Wait, you know that's the crazy thing too. Is, I'm joking, uh, but <laughs> we're we're not allowed to have like uh, certain weapons in space, but we have those rail guns. Have you guys seen those? Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 straight up like uh, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, uh, or, or Ghost, Ghost. One maybe starts out that way with like the rod shooting and hitting the earth. Nah. They gather so much steam and everything, dude. Like a single rod that's like a couple feet wide can like put in like a mile long dent. Into I mean, the, like, uh, well, what you just said is so crazy that we're gonna be. I mean, we're just gonna take our shit, all of our hatred and violence, and we're gonna take it to space next. Like, how fucking stupid, you know? I, <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, look at look at all the funding from the U.S. that goes into military, and you can't even pay the fucking grunts more than what you do now. I mean, come on, they get shit pay. They get shit pay, and I said, well, they they shouldn't fucking sign up then. Oh yes, well, I've always thought. Listen, as a as a humanist, right? What what greater pursuit is there, military action or um, collegiate sciences? And it's it's like well, you know where I you know how I feel about that. Well, I'm sure it was a rhetorical question of like, why do these people, um, like Alex was describing earlier, with his his life dream to go to the military. Well, why wasn't it his life dream to become an astrophysicist, right? 
I don't understand. We need to change the zeitgeist of our children to aspire to actually become um, world changers. You know, being a grunt in the military isn't going to change the world. I, I just, I don't know. That's my clearly not, not everyone can change. Not everyone's going to be able to change the world, and some people are always going to be more suited for you know for grunt work. No, 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 no. But if if every if 350 million children thought and really believed that they could change the world, and they all went into sciences, man, we'd have so many minds, so many different you know viewpoints, so many different um, aspects of skills, and we it would just be better. I just don't think like yes, every every position in society is important, and not everybody's going to be uh, Neil deGrasse, right? But I think that we need to start having children aspire to that more and more instead of um, in, in, it's infusing this like military. You need to be a badass, man. The Marines is a badass, badass, man. Fucking badasses. <laughs> and it's – I don't know. I'm speaking from an emotional argument right now, right? But that's just how I feel that we need to, to – to, towards advancement. That's what needs to happen. Well, you know, that was uh... – a lot of my friends' opinion in uh, in high school was, why don't you just go to college? Why don't you go to college instead? It's like, but if I go to the military, they'll pay for my hey, college. And it's like, yeah. if, if they uh, completely fuck you in the head, they'll uh, pay for yes. college. But if you're too scared to walk outside because every time you hear a lawnmower running, you think that you're fucking under fire from Charlie, yeah, that's not going to help you. Yes, that's not count. Uh, that's uh, that's that is counterproductive towards uh, critical thinking. Also, and, and my um, argument as well would be, uh, I, I I'm I'm not that smart of a guy, but I mean I took out loans and I went to college and I'm almost done. This will be on my last semester. Why can't you just take out loans and go to college? Like, why well, would because, you put yourself because through the that argument hell? there is going to be because, well, you know, I'm a job outlook in this country, and I'll never, you know, I'm going to be paying off loans <laughs> for the rest of my life. And, yes, that is the argument, isn't it? That even if I have the degree, I'm not going to be able to get a job. <laughs> Let's see, ten ten years of making payments or like, getting shot at. Hmm. Let me think about that one. We need to reel it back in, though, because we're starting to get that vitriol going where we're just shit-talking. Um, but I'm, I'm completely okay with shit-talking. <laughs> so if we're going um, to distinguish, like, okay, well, somebody's serving for the right reasons versus somebody's serving for the wrong reasons, right? And, and, and they're being pompous about it for the wrong reasons. They're, the, the old um, – the military of Rome, right, used to be land-owning citizens of Rome defending their land in Rome, right? And the Romans needed more soldiers, so they um, they started paying – they went through political reform. I mean they actually voted on this shit just like we have reforms today, and they started paying their soldiers, right, which, okay, that seems like a good thing. You can get more people in if you offer them money, a salary, but what it did was it gave um, – Soldiers, an incentive to serve for the wrong reasons. They were doing it for the paycheck, right? And oh. yeah. And so, who are you loyal to? You're loyal to the paycheck. You're not loyal to the country anymore. You're loyal to that money. It wasn't a literal paycheck, obviously. I hope people know I'm speaking in metaphor. But uh, it, it led to all sorts of political and um, civil instability, and is part of the reason why Rome ultimately became an empire. 
So you look at today, you look at today and these and these soldiers and they're and they're fighting for who? They're not fighting for the country. Now some of them are serving to defend the United States from perceived threats. But a lot of them, and I'll tell you a lot of them are doing exactly like Alex said and joining for college tuition, joining for that big fat pension and joining for that great training they'll get, you know? And it's like no, you're not. You're not defending the country, and you don't deserve to be told that you're defending the country. You're doing it for selfish reasons. That's what I was gonna say. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, that was great, it. man. I'm real proud of you <laughs> for pulling that one together. I'm, I'm, I, was gonna, I would clap. Minutes. I would clap, but I think I make enough background noise as it is. But that that goes off of both of y'all's points. Um, you know. Oh yeah. With with why are you serving is the key. I think that the question I asked earlier about um, how do we separate the hero from the douchebag, I think we need to boil it down to why you're serving. I mean, Caleb, you would agree that uh, at the end of the day, a country which is comprised of citizens does need a certain form of protection, right? Oh, absolutely. I most certainly see the usefulness of uh, a military. And Alex? Well, well, what about like, you know, 50 years, 100 years down the road? I mean – do you think we will evolve as a world to like lessen the necessity of uh okay, maybe a hundred Nah, I'd give it like five hundred years. I mean the Romans probably had the same topic and they were like five hundred years from now, do you think? And the Romans were probably saying, Yeah, man, five hundred will be really civil. Fuck <laughs> you know. Um but go on with your point, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, just uh, I was just gonna say, do you think we'll ever not need a military? You think it, pretty much? You think everything's gonna go digital? I mean, war itself is starting to go digital. Ah, uh, I think yes. Eventually, it is humanity's destiny to uh, kind of unify and <clears throat> and and move on to something bigger and better. Yes, I definitely think that is in humanity's cards. When? Couldn't fucking tell you. Could be hundred years. It could be a fucking three thousand years. Might be never. But it's yeah, like, I think they'll get there some point. And I think at that like point a, uh, though, you're still gonna need some kind of defensive something or another because uh, you know you never know who might uh, in the cosmos take an interest in humanity and want to come take a look. Well, I mean, like fictionally, Star Trek is as close to a human utopia as you could get, and even then, there's still all these issues, right? Um, and I'm speaking just in the fictional universe of Star Trek, but it's a pretty – I mean, there, there's a few episodes where they talk about how homelessness and poverty have been abolished. There's peace, peace on Earth. All races have come together, but what do you still have? You have war. The races are now just species. So, mm-hmm. I mean – I like to believe now in my own science. They don't even fiction. use they don't even use money in, in uh, Star Trek, do they? No, they don't. Yeah, um, when uh, they they have a person from in the past, there's an episode they come up and they're all like, "What do you mean you're, you're going to buy this? We just give it to you. It doesn't matter. You know, it's everybody's got everything. It doesn't matter." Um, and and see the, why I call that the closest utopia is because there's still room for personal achievement, right? It's just not monetarily gained. It's um, you're 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 in Star Trek, just a fictional universe. Your merit and your worth is based on how much you contribute, but there's no monetary incentive. It's really about your um, 
willingness to contribute, I guess. And that's that's admirable in my opinion. That probably would be a much better world. It would. And and, and so you still have people there's still the room for like, oh, this guy's smarter than this guy, he can contribute more, so he's more noteworthy noteworthy and admirable. But you don't need a million dollar mansion, you know. So Whatever. Now I sound like a fucking communist myself. Anyway, <laughs> uh, military getting paid. Yeah. Well, I mean, that could be carried over to pretty much anything, though. Like, uh, I hate to keep harping on the uh, coal miners, but when people say they keep the lights on, it's like they don't do it to keep your lights on. They do it for that pay- paycheck. And you don't need coal to keep the lights on is the other thing. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, that's true. That's let's true. say, let's say, do you? So here's what we got: war. Like coal mining. I just want to make a comment real quick. Yes. Fuck coal mining. They blow up mountains, and that's not okay with me. Stop blowing up mountains. Well, hey man, if we didn't have those three, four hundred coal miner jobs here, we'd be a dust bowl. We would, we would just turn to a big old dust bowl here in West Virginia. I really got so much. You know, the whole process of mining is one thing. Like if you want to use coal for energy, okay, that's we're getting past that, but go ahead. But I get pissed whenever you fucking blow whole mountains up to get goddamn coal. Coal was mined a long time ago and it didn't take blown up mountains. Have you seen the landscape of West Virginia? Holy fucking shit, dude. It is just dotted everywhere with just fucking blown up fucking mountains where they're laying nothing but rock. Like just a pile of rock and dust. Mm. It's pretty... It pisses me off. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm totally off topic. Totally off topic. But I had to say something about that. Speaking That's why of I drive a hybrid, bro. Drive a hybrid. Go fucking drive a hybrid. Anyways, that does help. I'll give you that. I'm jealous of you, actually. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> um, but the war, greed. It's all greed. It, it's a basic human. We. It's a basic human um, instinct, right? You have resources that we don't have. We want them. So if we develop, let's say the United States developed fusion power, right? We got it completely going just like we envision in science fiction, right? A fusion fucking reactor, right? And we don't share the secrets with the rest of the world because we don't we're, – we're not about that. We need to keep our um, uh, national interest with the nation, right? We don't need to be giving that out to the fucking Iraqis and the terrorists, blah, blah, blah right? Well, then now you're, now you're, you're greedily hoarding. A supremely powerful source of energy for yourself, and what are these other countries going to do? They need that resource, and then you have war and instability. Now that's a really basic hypothetical, but it's greed, you know. Yeah, absolutely, you're totally right. Yeah, thank, thank can you. We just, can, can we just say that uh, religion causes every single war? Uh, all religion's fault. It partly. Can we is. say that? I you could I mean you could yeah but there would still be war without religion not every me. war especially not I don't especially I don't think not modern wars ancient yeah. wars probably more so but not not modern wars really I don't think are about religion well I think religion is the cause of a lot of violent and vile shit but there would still be violent and vile shit without religion but I do believe it's a cause of that type of shit does that it's make certainly sense? not helping the progression of humanity in general that's for damn sure. Exactly. I mean, the the whole Dark Ages. I mean, just we call it the Dark Ages. Think about that for a second. (laughs) You know, it's like that was the time when the Roman Catholic Church was at its height. So, and we call it the Dark Ages, bro. 
the fucking Dark Ages. I don't. We we. This <laughs> is a, a pretty bad name for an entire age of time. And, and it's like people look back on it with romanticism or something like <laughs> the, the the Holy Roman Church. Ooh, it's like no, no scientific advancement. For several hundred years, and we were stagnant. There was no stability. People were just killing each other and looting each. It was all-out anarchy. You know, come on. It's like it's like what you, you printing press. You made something where everyone can read and, and gain knowledge. Let me take a look at that real quick. Well, that's a great point, and I've been saying this for some time. Is the internet is the printing press of our age, and that seems like an obvious comparison at first, but. In the past, what happened was all the priests and all the people in power were the only ones who could read or produce material. The printing press came along and stripped them of all their power, right? Now everybody could read. Everybody could get access to information. And what are you seeing today? The internet is doing the exact same thing. It's stripping the politicians and world leaders, stripping them of their power and giving it to the people again. So who knows what revolutions in store for us now? But there, there is a lot of – Well said. You- useless shit out there as well. There's a lot of shit on the internet. Well, yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure there was a lot of, like with the printing press, there were a lot of bad ideas printed out too. Um, It wasn't so much the exact specific content. It was the fact that that um, ability to produce content was so Mm -hmm. accessible. Anyway, so what do you think the future of war is, Caleb? The future of war... Um, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be uh, cyber, and it's gonna be it's gonna be robots, and it's gonna be drones. And do you see that as a global thing? Who, what countries are gonna have these type of um, resources? They're all gonna, dude. I mean, I mean, you know, all all the same <laughs> world players, the same world players are all gonna have it. United States, Russia, China, Brazil, India. <clears throat> what about third world countries? Canada, is who I was thinking Europe. of. Europe. I mean, we're we gonna have uh, you know Bangladesh with fucking who we're we gonna who we're we gonna fight who 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 knows no, 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 I mean, be, uh, gonna... our third world country is gonna have these technologies. How far in the future will it take for an Afghanistan to get drones and fucking terminators and all that shit? You know, I would hope to God they'd get food first. <laughs> that's that's just me. A plus. <laughs> that's gonna be dude, that's gonna be fucking North Korea. He's going to be like, oh, look at all these robots we have. What's that? You're hungry? <laughs> he said, yeah, it sucks for you, bro. <laughs> well, okay. Another it's gonna, I'll tell you what. It's going to – I don't know. It, it might shift, but like I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. The people who are always going to be – Alex, goddamn it, man. Fucking Dude, what this the fucking, fuck? I, I put it on do not disturb. Why does it keep fucking yeah. going off? And, well, understand. I'm not going to be able to edit that shit out because uh, oh, it's right in the middle of the – but it's not a big – I'm not – I mean – I said something earlier. I said my piece. You kept doing it. Fuck. But uh, so what? Okay, we look at two two societies: Athens and Sparta, right? Uh, what? I mean, I guess they they're both. Uh, I mean, Sparta wasn't really. My point is that Athens is the more admirable state. Than Sparta, but it seems like we've got so many people in love with fucking Sparta. Of course, that film came out, but what's what's what? Wait, wait a minute, what's the point here? What are you talking about? Well, okay, Sparta was extremely militarized, okay, to the point that everything was funded or everything was funneled 
by the military. Every single aspect of Sparta was in some way, shape, or form militarized, where your education was not education. It was military training from the time you were, you know, four or five. And um, their entire, you know, um, foreign policy, so to speak, quote unquote, at the time was, uh, you know, based on military might. You know, hey, either you give us what we want or we're going to fuck you up. And Athens was obviously the more um, diplomatic and philosophically inclined state, but they were called pussies by the Spartans. You know what I mean? Uh, Essentially, they were called pussies. They were called gay boys. And uh, (laughs) it's like what I'm saying is we've got a whole culture right now that idolizes Spartan values rather than the Athenian values. And that's I it's destructive almost by definition. You know what I mean? Almost by definition. Um Are you talking about the downfall of America because we're like because we think they're because we're like we think we're the big cock of the planet. We could slap it all over the rest of the the world. Well, that wasn't what I was speaking on, but that's a good point. Uh, but I, I was speaking more of like just a because general. we call everybody else's pussies and we try to fuck them. Well, I go on, Alex. You're about to speak. Um, Sorry, are man. we doing the Are we doing the Team America thing right now? I got. I, I you want me to play it? You want me? To, I got it on my desktop. No way. You're fine. Um, just, just the whole cocks, pussies, and assholes um. from from Team America. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's weird because pretty much every other country that sees America, and and they're totally justified in this way. We glorize the fuck out of some violence, man. Um, you know, back in the day, Rome, hell yeah, we that's All they had was fucking Coliseum gladiators and shit for entertainment. That's whatever, but. MMA is super popular. Pro wrestling, fucking football, television, football. The video games that we play. Listen, football is an extremely violent sport. I didn't think about it till the other day. I was watching the college football games, and those motherfuckers are knocking the shit out of each other full speed. Boom! And it's like, and we get off on that shit, dude. People with their beers and their potato chips on the couch. Fuck yeah! Big hit. That's funny. Today I was today I was sitting at work and I was running the football game. Right, it was my job essentially today to watch football. I I have to do it. So I was sitting there the whole day just thinking, look at this stadium full of fucking idiots. I'm sorry, I was. I'm just like, God damn, how can they occupy their mind space and get this fucking excited about a bunch of dudes in tights fucking ramming into each other? I'll tell you from my perspective, okay? Now, and, I, and throwing a ball through the air. I mean, I get the athleticism. I understand that. It's not even about the athleticism. Guys. It's about the competition, right? I think we as people, especially men, we enjoy – it's in our DNA to be competitive, men, right? Because then why don't we compete with each other instead of and instead of experiencing it vicariously? Exactly. Like, exactly. It's vicariously. like I, – I, I, I think – we might have talked about this before. I think that like – there's different levels of being like if 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 you think that's macho or that's manly or that or you want to be involved in something or you want to like you know it's 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 your team and accomplishing something or whatever well then be on the fucking team like don't worship another fucking team that's out there accomplishing something that's not alpha that's not man that's not how to be fuck that's not how to be intense you go you go and you fucking do it 
you do it, man. I, I, I see, I see hundreds of thousands of people standing on their feet, cheering, jumping up and down, celebrating. We did it. We did it. We did it. You yeah. didn't do shit. The guys <laughs> yeah. in the fucking field did it. And you're sitting there watching it saying we did it. It's, it's bullshit. And it's like, if you want to be a part of something, I, I say don't watch other people do it. Go fucking do it. Yeah, I, uh, um, I, I have a friend that about that went sports to and why I don't like sports. <laughs> uh, well, I don't like because the NFL is a fucking MPO and that's bullshit. But uh, my friend went to Marshall, man, and uh, the last time West Virginia <laughs> Marshall played, she put a status on Facebook. It was like, if you don't even go to Marshall or West Virginia, then you can't comment on the game. And it's like, you're a woman who was sitting in the bleachers, not doing anything either. So. Why can you comment and I can't? Well, I'll tell you, this is what I agree with you, Alex, on that. My perspective of it is I don't try, I don't really get into, I used to when I was younger, right? Get really into sports and like teams and be like, that's what I do now is I'm, and I've said it on Facebook countless times this last, uh, these last few weeks is I'm interested in a good game. I just want to see athletic accomplishment, right? I don't want to sit there and say, this is my team and I'm all that jazz, right? I like to see a motherfucker juke some dude out and go for 100 yards, you know? Uh, because I know for him in that moment, that's incredible, you know, and that's a big moment. Um, but I play, I mean, I play basketball. Basketball is my favorite sport. I played, I played the sports. So. Caleb, are you even there? You're not even there. I'm here. You're not even there. I'm here. You're not even I'm there. Here. You're not even there. I'm here. Okay. So, okay, so I play basketball, right? And and I enjoy the fuck out of it. And I'll tell you, watching um, LeBron James hit a three-pointer is never as exciting as me hitting one, right? Even at the local court, right? I'll give you that fully because when I'm doing it, I feel like, man, I'm the fucking shit. You know what I mean? But there is something to be said about watching the best of the best. I, you know, I don't know how to explain it. There is something about watching the best of the best, but then again, taking their accomplishments as your accomplishments. No, not. exact. Yeah, we need to move away from the we. I agree with you on that. Like the fucking um, like rampaging that's done in the cities that like win the Super Bowl and shit like that. That's right. ridiculous. That is yes. ridiculous. That that we got. That is ridiculous. It when when a when a team wins a national championship and there's more rioting than in Ferguson. That's a problem. Like, why is that? Why does that happen? And to think, to think, sports led people to do that. No, no, nothing. No, no political injustice. No great cause. No, no anything that matters in the long run. No policy that's going to affect people. No protests against uh, the the. Attack on our civil liberties and our rights. No, a fucking your sports team lost and you fucking tear down the city because of that. Do it for a fucking cause, man. Another fucking reason I don't I I don't let me like sports is because of the me, fan base. Let me blow your mind for a second, all right? You talk about sports don't matter and all that, and I agree. In the long term, they don't. It's a frivolous thing to get mad about or argue about or you know take too seriously. To burn a city down about. Let me blow your mind. There was a war fought over a soccer game outcome. For real. What? When, where, how, and why? 
It was fought between El Salvador and Honduras in 1969. Wow. And, uh, yes, it was the World Cup, FIFA World Cup, and it was a 100-hour war. Okay, it wasn't very long, but the fact that a war was fought, no matter how briefly, over the outcome of a game, a game, the, the, the Great Monopoly War of Wisconsin, 1969. You know, like, what? <laughs> Monopoly War of Wisconsin, dude. I'd fucking fight in that. I'd be all about it, man. <laughs> you like, get paid a Monopoly money. <laughs> listen, uh, <laughs> it's just like I agree with that. It, I was trying to bring it back to topic too, with uh, you know the sports and then segueing back into war. Um, what what do you got? Like, is there? Well. <sighs> I mean, what's the most frivolous thing you think a war has ever been fought over? I mean, do you guys know of any examples of something worse than this football war? Um, probably, probably, (laughs) uh, probably in in America, um, not necessarily like full on wars. I mean, there was the Civil War, but bleeding Kansas, um, Kansas when it was first introduced into the Union. Uh, held a vote, whichever got more votes, if it would be a free state or a slave state, people just started pouring in. Um, it's where uh, John Brown gained notoriety and everything. Um, oh, wow. Basically, people people just killing each other for uh, for the, the right to own slaves, to own people. Is that not completely ridiculous? Well, I don't know. I can see why people would want to own people. Like, I get that. Whoa! Holy shit. No. Not agreeing with you on anything. No, like no, that. I'm not no. saying I want to own people, but I'm saying that like you can see their ownership mindset. of manpower. Ownership of manpower. Whenever you're, whenever you're discovering and settling on a new frontier, would be a valuable asset worth fighting over. But that's like me saying so, I can understand the creationist why they think that. It's still stupid. It's I can't. It know. is stupid. It is stupid. But what I'm saying is, is it's not as stupid as fighting over a game of soccer. Ah, uh, frivolous, frivolous. So what you're saying is the corporations already own us. Am I right? No, you are. <laughs> no, you are. <laughs> no, I, I was just, I was just saying that I understand. Like I'm just saying that like because I can understand why fighting over the ownership of slaves would be something that you'd want. I I I think he, it is a less stupid thing than yes. than fighting over a soccer the outcome of a soccer game. That the oh, ideology the ideologies involved would be more serious than a soccer game. I, I don't think anything's going to top the soccer game. Uh, the um, the, you, you guys, guys I said I I I was like I was like yeah I, I get why someone would want to own people and you guys are like whoa no man dude take it no out of context no, no. man you said yeah when you take just that quote I can see why somebody would want to own somebody like it that I can I can see why somebody would want to own somebody well I can too but it's stupid as fuck I can believe why somebody would think the Earth is uh, flat but I can see why they think that but um. I, I, you know what I mean? It'd be like, ah, I got you. I see your point there. I can, yeah. Well, um, for, it to, for it to come full circle right now, though, um, Caleb, when you said that, you know, you you hate the fan base when, when they're, you know, they're saying, like, look what we're doing, look what we're doing, you know, because they're fucking rooting for the Chicago Bears or something like that. Um, coming to war, why don't people identify themselves as the American troops and, like, look what we did? 
when it's in a negative context. Uh, like, I mean, I've, like, I've, like I've, I know, I've heard people, I've heard people talk like that before. Yeah, they say, uh, yeah, we we went to Iraq, we went to Afghanistan, we took down Saddam Hussein. I mean, I've heard people talk like that before, not as proudly, mind you, of course, as as one would say, you know, we beat, you know, whatever team. Um, but yeah, I think people still, you know, I, I identify in some way with like, yeah, we as a country did that. I think I think there's a certain healthy amount of. Um rationality in that i mean we are a country we composed and the country is an entity in of its own and we comprise that entity people are the cells of the bigger organism so it'd be like when uh you know when i eat my cells going we ate you know okay maybe my elbow bone cell yeah but it plays some small part yeah i guess you see what i'm saying like Everybody in the society, for the most part, contributes to the American society. So, therefore, when America goes to any t- type of war, it is Americans at war. See what I'm saying? Is that that's yeah, true? I mean, I, and I, I guess I that fans in a football stadium can say that, uh, yeah, we went, we beat this team because we paid for tickets, which I guess pays the team's salary probably in the long run. What I was kind of getting at though was, point. was just. Um, the average citizen's involvement in the war, um, like World War II, a lot of guys were in the workplace, so women, you know, took up the workplace. Um, you know, kids recycled metal, stuff like that. You know, I mean, now it's like we we see a couple American flags on some vehicles. I mean, that's really <laughs> uh, that's the full thing, man. What was it? It's I think people are less and less proud about what America's been doing. 100% you just hit the nail on the head. When veterans came back from World War II, everybody glowing, da-da-da. Vietnam veterans come back, they're spit on and homeless. You know, yep, it's called baby killers. Um, now, you, you go over the two differences in the war. One was a clear case where some person was going completely apeshit and killing Jews by the millions, right? And the other one was kind of a war by proxy, Cold War type of espionage, like should we really be here type of deal, right? In the first case, clearly we should have been there. In the second, should we have? But at the same time, the two – the differences in receptions are so vast. It's like, well, no wonder we have more people with PTSD today than we did back then because um, they're treated like shit as soon as they get back home. World War II veterans went through so much shit, man. Can you imagine a D-Day veteran? What did he have to go through? Ugh. Right? Nah, man, that that's way too dark for me to even think about. No, nah, exactly. I'm not even going to contemplate the exact extremes, but I'll tell you, that was some crazy shit. And then you've got the Iraqi stuff going on today. Well, yeah, it's bad. War is hell. Great. Not great. I should fuck. what You know what I mean. War is hell. It is, no matter what. But they're going through far less shit than getting blown up on the beach as soon as you get off the boat, and uh, they're they're suffering more today. Why is that? Well, I mean, I think it's okay. World War Two was the uh, one of the first wars that I could find that uh, they actually screened people before going in, like uh, psychiatrists and everything. Oh, um, so they actually did like a like a um, uh, evaluation of a soldier how deep that was who really knows but um you know just the way that society was evolving with uh 
with social media, you know, television, stuff like that. Um, Vietnam's when you really start to see it just the bubble pop on it the because you have pop. these people that <laughs> the bubble pop. No, that's uh, I mean, like I said, there's like 350,000 soldiers that were wounded and maimed over there and uh, thousands of deaths. I mean, it's just insane. I mean, they've seen some really terrible shit, not to mention the chemical warfare and everything involved with that. <sighs> it's staggering to think about, man. It's it really – I actually just felt sad. Like I just realized those numbers, and it's all throughout even the 20th century, right? The numbers are staggering, and why? Like, okay, World War II I think exists separately from everything because, yeah, I mean, Hitler – but like, yeah, I mean, every other war, it's just I just we need a global people to be in peace. I don't know why that will never happen. I mean, I said it earlier, greed, but why can't we just allocate all resources to everybody globally? It right? will happen. It's a slow process. I think you're right. We're, just, we're living in a very early globalized world, man. God damn it. One hundred percent right. That's very true, man. Uh, like America, we were in the industrial age, you know, a hundred years ago. Now you're kind of seeing China in that in that type of period. I mean, they they have all the unsafe mines, they have all the uh, super polluted uh, factories and everything over there right now. I mean, I think it's just a matter of time where they progress. Um, they're starting to drive cars a lot now. Um, so yeah. <laughs> well. If anybody takes one thing from this show, it's exactly what Caleb said with we are the first step of the globalization process, and it's a slow, methodical process, but there might be a lot of hope, right? Where, like, oh, yeah, it, but there's going to be a lot of fucking death and fucking suffering, and it's, it's going to take a while. It's it, well. It's like Alex said too, with with China and the cars, and everybody's mm -hmm. getting up to speed with technology. It's so vast, and and it, and, and I, I think both of you guys are right. But he also brought up something earlier that was shocking itself, and it was a joke, and I laughed my ass off. But let's get Afghanistan food first, right? Like, it's so sad. I I don't. I... Change is. Slow and painful. It fucking is. It's the goddamn growing pains of the earth. But no, no, no. Is change that slow? Listen, we went from 1992 coverage of anything till today, right? Look at the difference, man. That's not slow. That's fucking hyper, man. Between, the, well, as far as our technology, but as, uh, yes. Oh, you, you, um, human nature changing. Mm. Human nature. That's okay. I go with you on that. Yeah. I don't know how much human nature has really changed since 1992. Yeah, no, it hasn't. It hasn't at all. Uh, yeah. the, I, I'm not sure if you guys looked up like because PTSD for me was like the the big thing that stands out when it comes to veterans. You know how many are suffering PTSD. But everything I really looked into it on um, women. There's like two and a half times more women with PTSD than men uh and most of those men are are war veterans um because they kind of group uh sexual assault violent acts and everything like that together with the data um so it was kind of hard for me to pick it apart but 
like the top 25 countries, I think Mexico and Brazil was the closest for men and women with PTSD. And uh, Mexico and Brazil was actually still twice as many guys with PTSD than women. So, I mean, that's pretty staggering, I thought. That is a shocking and surprising fact. Um, Mm -hmm. What do you think would account for that? Is it that more women are being sexually assaulted and uh, that leaves them with some sort of – this is just military um, service, right? Um, Well, this isn't just military veterans. Okay. It's just uh, population of the U.S. Uh I I couldn't really find the statistic with them being separate, but – I mean, it's just, I guess, rape and sexual assault in general. That that does lead to PTSD. It's, yeah, post-traumatic, and that's a traumatic event. I thought you were speaking about people in the armed forces and women were suffering more of, of from PTSD. But, um, God, I couldn't imagine PTSD. I mean, a traumatic event. I think we take for granted the the term traumatic, right? Like a a truly traumatic event. Uh, has it happened to any one of us? I don't know. To me. Maybe. Yes. Who knows? But uh, we don't need to get into all that. But um, PTSD, uh, we just hear the horror stories where people go apeshit after PTSD and kill everybody, right? Um, has there been a lot of treatment, Alex, for it since you looked it up? Like um, Since 2001, from 2001-2010, there was an estimated – one point five to two point four billion dollars spent by the U.S. to uh, combat it, but again, I mean, I'm guessing that's that's uh, putting in the sexual assault victims with the military veterans and so on. Uh, well, what kind of treatment? Like therapy, psychology? Is it medication? Yeah, yes, yeah. psychology, meds, all that kind of grouped together. Okay, um, so. I just uh, don't know where to take it from here. <laughs> well, uh, the thing is, the good thing is that, uh, you know, in recent wars that our troops have been in, there have been significantly fewer casualties than in any other war. And um, that's good. <laughs> you know, less people are dying. I mean, you know, it sucks that I guess a higher percentage of them have PTSD, but. Probably overall, I'd say the numbers are down on everything. Uh, well, our our weapons are far more accurate too, right? I mean, technology-wise, the drone can pretty much pinpoint where that missile is going to go, right? We have the best everything in the military in the world. Fuck yeah, man! Be the it's best, true. Of the best of the best with honor, sir. Sir. <laughs> what? How how much is it more that we spend on military versus like the last, the next like ten with the top military? It's, yeah, it's the, like double, uh, you know, like oh, combined. It's more than that, it's uh, yeah, it's I think it's it's three or four times more than like China. So is America the Sparta that I was talking about earlier? In a sense, um, America I mean, just, and NATO and the EU. <laughs> well, it, it's just really tough, you know. Like we talked about the last podcast that I was in, man. Uh, you know, everything we do gets evaluated by every single other country. And I think, you know, a lot of countries resent us for anything that we do. How Whatever type of situation occurs, no matter what we do, there's going to be countries that love us for it and countries that hate us for it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's most certainly is going to be true. Um, shit, I don't know, man. It's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting um, we're going to have interesting lives watching the world develop around us. 
God, and we were going to watch it all in real time. Everything is going to be recorded, and uh, it's incredible. I'm in awe sometimes. I really am of the internet. Uh, so, okay, let me ask you this last question. Then. All right. So uh, do you think that Cybernet is coming? Do you think that machines will rise and we'll have to fight them? And if so, what's the efficacy of that? If a machine is truly uh, artificially aware and they go to war with us, or no, let's not even say that. Let's say we go to war with them, right? We want to pull the plug, just like the um, phrase. What, what's the efficacy of that? Um, and will I it happen? I don't think it's going to happen, no. I don't think that um, – I, I, I don't think something – I don't think they could, are going to be able to make machines that are self-aware. God damn! I love you, man. God. I just don't. All right, all right, Alex, you weigh in. I will go on. I don't believe that either, but uh, I want to hear Alex's opinion. He might have Dude, a dissenting view. I don't think it's as crazy as everyone thinks. I mean, even Stephen Hawking uh, commented on uh, the dangers of artificial intelligence. So I don't think it's too far out there to say something like that could happen. But I would kind of put it in the same uh, basket as like the Y2K bug. Like we saw it coming. We had plenty of time to prep for it. You know, they sent John Connor back. So I think we'd be all right. <laughs> John Connor's. We always have John Connor. Um, what about Caleb? See, the reason I agree with Caleb, I, I never, I never knew that he had that opinion too, and I, I feel like a minority in sharing. That. I don't believe they'll become self-aware ever either, and the reason is. Every single computer advancement, right, even from the whole, um, oh, they're picking up behavioral signals like they can input facial recognition, these machines and AIs, right? It's all based on calculations still. Every single one. All code. It's, well, the ones and the zeros, the code is just calculators. It's just a calculator, and we already know that computers are extremely efficient calculators, right? Far more than we'll ever be, and we, we have this equivocation fallacy where we say, well, look how much smarter they are than us over here. We'll just give them more time, and they'll develop over there. Well, they haven't even started developing on the other areas. They're, they're not even there. They're at zero still. Everything is calculation. Yeah, and the calculations are always going to be done based on program input that we've given the computer, always. So it's all we're always the people, the people in computer science who are who are writing the code, designing the hardware, are always going to know the exact parameters by which they designed this machine. And whenever they start seeing new patterns and new code show up, they'll be like, "Holy shit, this thing changed something," and they're going to know right away. Yeah, but doesn't I mean that's well, the whole argument though is that if it can start changing its own code, then it could develop itself in a way that would you know reach the singularity. It would start that process, right? That's what everybody says. Like Ray Kurzweil, have you heard of him? Anybody? He's the uh, no. sounds familiar. He's a he's a computer scientist and he's a huge like uh, watch out for the AI you know kind of person. Um, but you know he talks about the singularity and like. Once machines start writing their own code, they can write it better than us, and then they'll start growing exponentially. But if they can write their own code, though, again, doesn't that kind of take some kind of – unless it's given parameters by which that it can write the code within. And In no. order to be innovative, it's going to have to have some kind of, dare I say, creative spark. Where does that come from? So that's what they're saying is that you would, you would create an AI or a code. 
in the AI, the software, that would start to develop itself. That would be the whole mm-hmm. point. It would start taking input, making inferences on that, and then you know, adjusting. I don't think that's going to happen. I agree with you. I don't think that's going to happen because that implies so much more than just calculating code. But for, but for, for, yeah, code. exactly. For it to even begin doing that, for it to even start doing that, it's 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 almost paradoxical. It's almost like it has to be self-aware first before it can do it, before it can start the becoming self-aware process. Alex, your opinion, since you seem to uh, disagree a little bit, slightly. What exactly am I arguing against? Here? You you think that uh, the AI is more possible than me and Caleb do? You think well, we seem to think it's an impossibility almost. I the the thing is, I just saw this the other day, and I can't think of the name of it. But uh, there is a surveillance system over in I think Paris or uh, fuck it, it's somewhere in Europe. But uh, basically, these cameras, man, they can predict crime by uh, they can scan your face, see if you have any priors, the way you carry yourself, the way you walk, the way you dress. Um, where your location is. I mean, it, it's kind of insane. Like Minority um, Report. <laughs> it is. It's like Minority Report. I mean, who's to say 50 or 100 years down the road that we won't I'm not, have robots that will nope, nope. arrest us? I disagree. Us? I disagree. I'm not concerned with um, the computer's ability to algorithmically calculate whether or not I'm likely to commit a crime. I am more concerned with the laws and policies that humans will write and how seriously they take those opinions, I dare say, or the the algorithmic uh, um, returnings of a computer system to determine whether or not I'm going to commit a crime. I'm more scared of how people interpret that than what the computer thinks. Well, I mean, it's, you know, politicians and all that jazz. Um, The Constitution itself doesn't say anything about the right to uh, privacy, so who knows? Maybe we'll all just have robots that'll take us over. I don't fucking know what I'm even saying right now. No, yeah, we're getting loopy. I'm I'm infecting everybody. We got uh, Caleb, he's on his shit, and then I'm going brain dead as we speak and then alex is starting to feel the effects as well because you know but uh no no it, the the machines um so we got okay not quite machine all out machine war like uh skynet but what about machine police states right that's what caleb like machine, said machine pol- uh like like they use they use uh uh like the 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 surveillance to to impose unjust laws yeah, because the surveillance I don't believe is any sort of indicator of an artificial intelligence leap. I don't. It's still just a calculation. Still, yeah. it's the same same thing. They use different parameters in new ways, but like you just said, they would take a machine still looking at you and comparing it to statistics. Exactly, and but the fear is that you would have this type of technology augmented with other technologies as well that may. Um, so you're 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 on Skype and you're looking and there this this machine is just crawling the internet right looking looking at your face and it does its little algorithm and then determines that you're a criminal they pull all your shit from your computer your IP address and address and boom uh you know little drones or robots are at your house within 5 minutes and poof you're out just because you're a likely you know committer of a crime and that's well, totalitarian right Yes, and if they see if they seized my computer uh, data, 
<laughs> because it looked like I was a criminal, <laughs> they'd find something on my computer to lock me up for anyway. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that ain't that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys, listen. Give us an outro. Are you guys done? Are you guys finished here? Are we? Are we kaput? Hey, man. Anybody got anything else? Um. Um. Not me. Not I. Caleb. Um. Yeah. Uh, all right. Give it to us. Uh. Um. I was gonna say. Um. Sorry to all the soldiers and sports fans and. Uh, <laughs> you don't get to say sorry after you just I'm really, bash. I'm really. I'm really not. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I'm. I'm sorry if you're offended, but um, being offended is a personal choice. So. Dang. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's wisdom. Dropping wisdom on the secret. All right. Bar. All right, and this is uh, Riley. I'm signing off. And this is Alex. You guys have a great day. This is Caleb. See ya. All right, slate this motherfucker. (laughs) So, uh, this has been CKR Radio, where a bunch of white boys talk about stuff they don't really know about, but they talk about it anyway.